Mo Wagner and Franz Wagner and Brett Brillmeyer are World Cup champions. How Franz, Mo, and Germany won the World Cup. What a taste of winning will do for the Orlando Magic. And is this team really ready for the playoff chase ahead? We'll get to that more on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 10th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner are officially World Cup champions. We'll break down Germany's big win over Serbia to bring the World Cup to a close and talk about what a taste of winning will bring back to the Orlando Magic, as especially Franz Wagner now has Played on a pretty big stage and done pretty well. We'll get to that. Plus, talk a little bit about whether the Magic are actually ready for the playoff chase in our big question of the day. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The FIFA World Cup officially came to a close with Germany winning the World Cup, the only undefeated team at the FIFA World Cup, an 83-77 victory over Serbia, and a game that was both played with a very NBA style of extreme pace and scoring, and then a very FIBA style of lockdown defense and frustration. Um, Germany was able to pull away eventually in the third quarter, building out an 11-point lead. Serbia rallied back as Germany went to its starters to try and put the game away early in the fourth quarter. Um, but that did not work, and Germany was very clearly tiring out both Dennis Schroeder and Franz Wagner making some big mistakes down the stretch. But at the end of the day, at the end of the game, with about 30 seconds to play, Dennis Schroeder was able to blow by his man, get to the basket for a layup, and make it a four-point game. That was all the cushion Germany would need to make sure that they won this game. And you know, Dennis Schroeder, I think, had eight of his 28 in the in the third quarter, finished the game with 28 points. Franz Wagner with 19 to pace or pace Germany, 14 of those 19 in the first half. Uh, shot four for 11, was only one for five, I believe, uh, or one one for five or one for six uh, in that uh, in that second half. 10 of 11 from the foul line, a big boost as well. Seven rebounds though, a uh, couple of assists, three steals. Um, you know, just kind of a sprinkling everywhere for for Franz Wagner in in this game. But at the end of the day, all that matters is the medal draped around the neck, uh, and, and who came out on the on top. And look, when you're playing a game that is a single elimination winner take all game, you get to play a bad game uh, on the box score. But what matters is the impact you made in helping your team win. And, and look, Franz did a lot of really good things in this game, and Franz is a big reason why Germany was in this position. He had big games. Uh, he had a really nice game against Japan. He had a really nice game against Latvia. He had a great game against the United States. 
he did a lot of things that put Germany in this position to win. But by the same token, he still looked like the young guy in the group and the young guy playing these pressure games really for the first time in his career. He played a little bit last year, obviously, at Eurobasket, but the World Cup is a little bit of a different stage. I'm going to talk about what that stage means in a minute, but let's dive more into Franz's game in this championship in this championship uh, game. Um, I loved outside. You know, Franz's tournament was weird. I'm not going to deny that. Um, I thought his shooting was less efficient than we normally see. Um, I did like that he tried to force some action a little bit more and tried to do more uh, attacking the basket and attacking the lane, but. This game really came down, or, or this tournament really came down to what Franz did outside of his scoring. And, and if you're looking for something to be really excited about, as we now look ahead toward training camp in three weeks, the way Franz played on defense, the way he attacked the glass, the way he was able to get to the line more consistently, averaged five and a half free throw attempts per game in his four appearances. Uh, he averaged, what, four and a half last year. So getting a line even one more free throw per game, that's another point that he's going to make. That gets him to 19 points per game. He shoots a little bit more effectively, more efficiently. Um, in the NBA, that gets him to 20, and now we're suddenly talking about having two 20-point scores on the team, which is, I think, what we're what we're expecting at this point, that that the Magic are going to break their streak of not having two 20-point scores on the same team next season. Um, Franz, Franz was just really good. Like, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Franz, was, Franz was, was really solid defensively, just in the right spots, disruptive defensively, just, just really good at challenging shots. Much more active on the glass than we've seen with the Orlando Magic. I hope that is something that carries over. Um, and again, just the secondary ball handler for Germany for sure. The guy that um, the guy that that Germany turned to when Schroeder was out of the game. And and look, Franz struggled a little bit in that role. You know, I, I think there's a reason why the Magic will probably still keep him as kind of the lead guy on that second unit, playing alongside a Cole Anthony who can also take some of that ball handling responsibility. Um, but I do did like throughout the tournament how Franz was trying to be a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more assertive, looking for his own shot and looking for uh, his own his own deal and, and and to impress himself on the game. That is that is still the big thing with him is Franz just has to you know it is easy for Franz to fade into the background. He has to make sure that he stays involved in the game because typically his involvement is better for the team. He was named the player of the game of this game. I, I, I don't. Quite think he was. Schroeder, I think, was clearly the player of the game, but I think uh, FIBO wanted to make sure that they they spread the, the joy around a little bit at the at, in the post game ceremony. Um, Franz still played really, really well and, and still stepped up in, in big ways at big moments for this team. I think he had a big rebound late in the game that helped preserve Germany's lead. And and again, just he he just makes all these great little plays that pay off for the team in the long run. The same thing with Mo Wagner. I I. I we talk a lot about Franz. We talk a lot about Paolo because they're the, the stars of this team. They're the guys that this team is is ultimately building around. But we got to give Mo Wagner a lot of credit. Eight points 60, in 16 minutes, four for eight shooting, four rebounds in the game. Just was there where the Magic needed him. Like if like or no, there, he's there where the Magic needed him, but he was there where Germany needed him. Um, just cutting the basket, being open and available around the basket, getting some offensive rebounds. Um, you know, rolling hard, just kind of sucking up some energy, some attention, and some focus. And when they did, when he didn't, finishing when he got the ball. Um, you know, he had uh, he didn't score a lot in the first half. Did a bunch of his scoring in the second half. Uh, that that really helped pace Germany and and helped them build that lead. Um, you know, he's plus five for the game. Uh, only a couple other players that had better plus minuses in, in a game that was really really tight. And honestly, that's the best part of all of this is. 
these were pressure games. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, we're going to talk about it a little bit here, but that, but getting the Magic's young players in pressure games and preparing them for what they're going to see in March and April um, is really important. You know, this way, you know, this was a high pressure game. This was a high visibility game, high stakes game uh, for Germany, and it was a good experience. And and it was a game that saw a lot of ups and downs. The first half was very back and forth between Germany and Serbia. Germany was able to take control with a really strong defensive third quarter. Let me pull up the stats here. Uh, they outscored uh, Serbia 22 to 10 in the third quarter, just fantastic defense. That helped Germany stake the lead and, 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 and hold it as they tried to hang on. They never gave up the lead in the fourth quarter, got to as close as two, I believe. Um, but they, but it was tight there at the end and, and Germany really had to buckle down. And, and, and as their offense was struggling, as Serbia increased their physicality and, and all that, they had to really struggle and find their way. And, and again, Franz Wagner did look like a young player at times in, in, in that moment. And then I think that's, that's an experience worth learning from too. Before we dive into what a taste of winning will do for this Orlando Magic team, let's talk a little bit about a taste of losing. Uh, the U.S. did lose the third-place game to Canada. So Canada is the bronze medalist. U.S. finishes fourth in the tournament. Um, it is the second straight World Cup that the U.S. has not gotten a medal at the World Cup. Um, and it is, I believe, the first time since 1970 that that has happened. Paolo Bencaro did not play in the third-place game. He was out with an illness. Um, Brandon Ingram also out with an illness. Jaron Jackson Jr. also left the game with an illness. Um, the rumor going around is that it is COVID. Um, so that means Paolo will probably be on the shelf recovering, which is probably not the worst thing in the world after the last six weeks um, as, as we get ready for training camp in three weeks. But um, a rough way for the U.S. to end the World Cup. I know a lot of people and, and are rightfully disappointed that the U.S. finished fourth. It, 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 that is not acceptable for U.S. basketball. Um, this team just had... Very, you know, we talked about on Friday, this team had very real weaknesses. And at the end of the day, they couldn't overcome them. You know, Germany has weaknesses too. They, they, their offense disappears for long stretches. You know, Dennis Schroeder is really good in FIBA play, but he can be a little bit of a ball. He could be a little bit of a, a ball center centric player. Um, they tend to settle for a lot of threes sometimes. You know, Franz Wagner is still very young and prone to mistakes. Um, you know, as much as we love him, as much as he is great, he is still prone to making young player mistakes. Um, Germany was able to overcome those, uh, you know, they, they rallied, they were able to, to gut out wins when they needed to. The U S just wasn't able to do that playing from behind too much, unable to really control the glass, you know, especially in the game on Sunday, Walker Kessler started at center. Walker Kessler is going to be a fine player in this league. Uh, you know, maybe he'll be back in the team USA system again in the future. This was not the right tournament to play him in. This was not the right group to play him with they needed another center and, Look, I think I said this back earlier in the offseason. Um, Wendell Carter should have gotten a good look uh, at, at joining this USA team. Uh, you know, not to not to overplay the Duke connections with Grant Hill. Wendell Carter would have been a great center for this group. Um, you know, able to defend on the perimeter, able to rebound, able to guard some of the bigger big men in the league. You know, he would have been able to handle Jonas Valanciunas and Nikola Vucic. He does great against Nikola Jokic. He does great against some of the best centers in the league. Um, and so there were there were good players left there were good players that they could have gone with to, to, to fix some of these issues. But, um, you know, USA will live and learn. We'll see what they do for Paris. So we have two World Cup, we have three World Cup champions now uh, in the Magic system, two on the roster. What is a taste of winning going to bring to the Orlando Magic? Now the World Cup's over. What do they bring home? We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. 
But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Ibotta. Picking up burgers and hot dogs for that late summer barbecue, it, it it's technically September, it's technically fall, but if you go outside, it is still very, very hot here in Florida. You know you're already doing it. I I, I made pork burgers yesterday after the game, uh, after the football games. Um, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, the game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can ca- you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A. Again, that's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Player App Store and use the code LOCKED for this special offer. All this World Cup stuff is great. Um, you know, we got to see Paolo play uh, a role that's unique and different than what he would play with the Orlando Magic and got us really excited about how he can expand his game this year and what he can bring to the table. We got to see Franz Wagner play this really featured role and, and, and this big, big, momentous role for a team that won the World Cup. More than anything else, what mattered about this World Cup is that Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner played meaningful games. They played pressure games. They played in moments where their performance mattered. And if they did not perform, their team would suffer for it. Um, they were needed by both their teams. And that's that's all you can ask for. Now, I don't want to disregard the other players that played in the World Cup. Goga Batadze was fantastic for Georgia, helped Georgia really achieve something special and get them into the Olympic qualifying tournament. Um, uh, Joe Ingles was solid for Australia. Um, did a lot of the veteran things that I think we will expect him to do um, with with team with with the Magic and uh, you know Mo Wagner was essential off the bench for Germany. I don't want to disregard what those guys did, but this team is about its stars. This team is about Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner, and as this team tries to climb those standings and tries to climb in to the Eastern Conference playoff picture, they will go as far as their stars will take them. And so the question we have to ask now that the World Cup is done, now that we've done, we've had the, the sweet sugar high of these basketball games, these high-intensity, high-level basketball games, now we have to ask the question, what does it all mean? What are these players bringing back home? Um, because as, as great as it is to play for your national team, and I will always support a player wanting to play for their national team, is there's nothing better than put the flag on. Uh, and represent your your home, your home country and, and inspire people, as I'm sure this German national team has done, um, especially on a day when the German soccer coach was, was fired. Um, they play the U.S. in October, I believe. Uh, 
we're a magic blog. We're all magic fans. We want to know what these guys will bring home. And more than anything else, the place where this magic team is deficient, the place where we have the most questions about this team is whether they can withstand the pressure of trying to make the playoffs, whether they can withstand the pressure of a must-win game. Sure. Paolo Bancaro got a little bit of that in the NCAA tournament. And when we did our analysis of, of those three draft picks, how Paolo, how Chet, how Jabari played in the NCAA tournament got some special consideration because it's like, okay, here are pressure games. Here are games that are must-win. How did these guys perform when they had to perform well? We asked those questions, and 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 you know, one of the points I kept making about Paolo was how well he played in several key possessions during their win over Arkansas in that NCAA tournament. Um, Germany, the U.S., both played these pressure games, and we had to we got a chance to examine how Paolo and Franz would respond to that pressure, and by and large, they did well. But more than that. What they both should bring back to Orlando is a sense that winning is possible. An understanding, at least in a small way, because obviously an 82-game season is much different than a three-team group, three, three-game group play, another two-game group play, and then knockout rounds. Very different. Yet the expectations, the pressure, the belief of how a team comes together and what they have to do to win. Some of that is universal. And what both Franz and Paolo should bring back to Orlando now is this idea and understanding of what it takes to win. This is a magic franchise that has not won in a decade. More than a decade now. Has not won anything meaningful in more than a decade. All due respect to the 2019 and 2020 teams, I will stand for those guys as much as I can. Steve Clifford taught those teams how to win. He taught those teams how to, how to win a little bit more consistently, and 2020 wasn't a complete disaster because of that knowledge. But that was all very low-stakes stuff. That was all very much momentum carrying us in and just a belief system that just grew and grew and grew in confidence as the season went on. Where Paolo and Franz are coming from, it's not just a belief that we can get to the show. Like, like again, no offense to Georgia. Georgia was happy just to be in the second round. That was a huge success for them. The U.S. is a failure because they did not win gold. If Germany did not win gold this tournament, I think they would have been happy to have meddled. But they know the opportunities to win gold in in basketball are few and far between. These tournaments are super competitive. And next year's Olympics, 12 teams, only 12 teams go to the Olympics. Eight have already qualified. Those tournaments are, that tournament is freaking intense. And now that you have a taste of winning, the question is always, how do you respond to that? Because the correct answer is to want more, is to expect more, to say, okay, this winning thing is pretty fun. Now I know the sacrifice. Now I know the the, the grit that's necessary to win. 
Now I got to be about that for an 82-game season, for, for a playoff series. And look, there's still growing pains to come. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, Franz did not have a great, I'll say it, I, I didn't think he had a great, I didn't think he had the best game he could have had. He forced a lot of action, which I don't mind. I, I want him forcing some more stuff. I want him seeking for his own shot. But Serbia did a really good job walling him in transition in the second half, keeping him from getting to his right hand and forcing him into tough shots when he did get to his right hand. It was a rough game for him. It was a tough game for him. And he found ways to contribute anyway. Um, and still was, a, I think, a generally positive impact on the game. But we want Franz to be more. And just like now he has a ring or a medal or whatever they get, you know, they get they get a medal if they get a ring. Now that he has a championship trophy in his in his on his resume, now you want more of it. Now you want to be about that all the time. You don't just settle for a, a token appearance. And look, the Magic still have a long way to go before they're competing for the Larry O'Brien trophy. We're not gonna sit here and pretend that they're championship contenders this year. But that's where they want to get. And what Paolo and Franz experienced, both with disappointment with pa and Paolo and success with Franz, is an understanding of how narrow the margins are for winning and losing and how much commitment it takes even just to win the Naismith Cup, even just to win the Naismith Trophy um, at the FIBA World Cup. And this taste of winning is what it's all about. What drives players. Like, I've been joking with everyone that I want Franz to put that gold medal in Paolo's locker just like Kobe did with, with Pau Gasol before the 2009 season after the 2008 Olympics in Beijing and just tell him, you're not losing again. Obviously, Franz is not Kobe in temperament or in accolades. Um, and so perhaps that is not something he will do. But that has to be the attitude. To Franz and Paolo, you and I, we've been on teams that expect to win. We know what focus is necessary. And as the leaders now of this group, as the leaders now of this team, we have to show everyone else what it's going to take to win. Because now we are armed a little bit with that knowledge, you know, armed a little bit with that knowledge, even in this small setting. And more than anything else, that's what the World Cup was valuable for, for these players. Franz Wagner, every time he goes to FIBA, should expect to win gold now. He's won one, expect it. Why shouldn't he expect something different with the magic. Why shouldn't Paolo expect to be disappointed or made hungrier for defeat with the magic? And that's ultimately the big question this entire team will face this year. We'll dive into that big question coming up here in just a moment. Like I said, we are officially three weeks away. 
almost officially, I'm recording this on Sunday afternoon. If you see me looking back at my TV, it's because uh, I am watching the early football games and hoping that Tampa holds on here to uh, to, 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 to the lead. Um, you, you'll know the result. You'll, you'll know the result before I do. Um, we are officially three weeks away, though, from the start of training camp. VD Day is October 2nd, three weeks from Monday. Training camp begins October 3rd, three weeks from Tuesday. The Orlando Magic season, the most anticipated season in Orlando Ma- for the Orlando Magic since the 2009-10 season, is here. Uh, it's almost here. And the World Cup should have gotten everyone really excited about what this team's potential is and, and what they're capable of doing and what their stars are capable of doing. We will get to put pen to paper. We will get to put rubber to road. We will get to figure out who this team is very, very very soon. And like I said, most anticipated season since the 2010 season. I am right there with you. I am as eager to see what this team can do as anyone else. And that's that's ultimately the big question. Um, like I said, the FIBA World Cup was all about getting these, getting some of these players pressure game experience and, and, and having them feel what it's like to be in must-win games. To go to a team with not just winning expectations, but championship expectations. That's that's certainly a level up from where the Magic are right now. The Magic right now just want to build themselves as consistent winners. The Magic right now just want to be a team that can win night in and night out, finish above 500, make the playoffs. That's the goal for this season. Um, Even if the Magic won't say it, I'll say it. I expect this team to be in the postseason next year. And so ultimately... The big question that the Magic faced this year is to make those last 57 games permanent, to be in the race night in and night out, to go with the ups and downs, but come out on top more often than not. Ultimately, the big question this Magic team faces and and the biggest question that this entire roster faces as they begin to form themselves and, and begin to become their final form is, is this team ready for the chase? Is this team ready for the night-in, night-out pressure of playoff-level basketball, of postseason-level basketball? Is this team ready to win at the highest levels? That's the great unknown. Because to this point, at least under Jamal Mosley, this Magic team has not played with any pressure. This Magic team has not had to deal with expectation or being disappointed with a loss. Losses hurt, and I think these guys do take losses hard, but there were no consequences for those losses, if that makes sense. Everything was just gravy. It was just information gathering for the front office, for the team as a whole. Well, that's not the case this year. This year, it is about winning, to at least to some degree. It's about getting better. I, I know I've said this a million times. The goal for the Magic this year is to get better, is to see the team get better, to see individuals get better, and winning will be a byproduct of that. But ultimately, this is the first time since that 2020 season, the second second year the Magic went to the playoffs, and, and maybe the 2021 season, COVID year was weird, um, where... The final outcome of the season, the final outcome uh, of how we judge the 2024 season is going to be based on results. 
is going to be based on the win-loss record, on where the Magic place in the standings. And that is a different kind of pressure than everyone else has faced. When the Magic come home from their West Coast trip to start the season, we will be looking at the standings. If they're on a four, and the Vikings just scored a touchdown. Um, if they're if they're on a four, if they go 0-4 on that road trip and they're suddenly 1-4 or 0-5, there's going to be a little bit of heat. We're going to be asking a lot of questions. I don't think that will happen. But we're going to be asking a lot of questions and wondering a lot of things, not just about players, but coaches and, and everything that this team's trying to build. Again, I don't anticipate that happening, but and there's plenty of time to correct it. The Magic went 5-20 and 20 for crying out loud last year, and that's what ultimately cost them a playoff spot. Both of those teams were real. We do have to wonder if this team is ready for that chase. And so, again, to see Franz Wagner play this well in the World Cup, to see Paolo Bancaro play that well in the World Cup, suggests that those guys can handle the chase, can handle the pressure, can handle everything that's going to be thrown at them this season. But it is the big storyline of the season for the Orlando Magic. Are they ready? Paolo and Franz got a taste of what winning cultures and winning atmospheres are supposed to be like. The focus that's necessary and the margins that determine whether you win a medal or not. The U.S. lost by three to Germany. People, There are people out there who are saying, this U.S. team had no shot at winning the, winning the World Cup. And I'm just like, no, they they did. They lost by three to Germany. They they didn't get beat that. You know, they got pummeled a little bit by Lithuania, but that was still a close game. Um, you know, they're, they, they Lithuania needed a wild three-pointer. And look, the U.S. exposed themselves to these wild shots, but they lost in overtime to, they lost in overtime to Canada today. Like, it's not like that as, as, as flawed as this team was, as much as this team didn't do the things that they needed to do or be the team they needed to be to win the World Cup, they had their opportunities to do so. They It wasn't like they were completely outclassed. You know, the team that finished sixth in, in 2019, probably more talented than this team, but much worse. They did not play well. This group, you know, Steve Kerr made mistakes. Grant Hill made mistakes. This U.S. team was still very capable of winning the World Cup. And, and, and I don't think we should forget that. And I think there will be some things and some lessons they carry over. Bringing in Bam Adebayo is going to help if they can get him. If they can get Joel Embiid, that's obviously going to help. Um, you know, Adding back in a Jason Tatum or Devin Booker would help a ton. If they can get a Drew Holiday or Marcus Smart back into the fold, that would help a ton. We'll go over a World Cup postmortem on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. But there is a lot that team to build on. And, and just like, just like that, Paolo was in a situation where they had to figure it out. They had to be flexible. They had to learn how to play together and win. And they had their chances to do it. The Germany nearly lost to Latvia. Latvia had a three that would have knocked Germany out in the quarterfinals. That's how knockout basketball goes. The margins are very fine. And sometimes it's just make or miss. And that's going to be a big lesson the Magic are going to have to learn and deal with throughout this season. And so we have to continually ask, are they ready for it? And that's going to be something we find out throughout the course of the year. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of my solo podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Like I said, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll do a full World Cup autopsy. Uh, talk about, uh, we'll give off some player grades. We'll talk about Powell's chances of being back on Team USA next year. We'll get to all that on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.